Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Jeff Cohn here with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and thought leaders in the industry. I have a good friend of mine from Facebook today, Mr. Scott Shapiro. He's in industry relations, and this guy knows more than anyone I've met on the topic of technology and how to best use and utilize what Facebook has for us. So we're going to get into some great content today. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Jeff, as always, it's great to be with you. I I thoroughly enjoy our conversations. Um, You are an innovator. You're a technologist. You're a person after my own heart. Um, You know, I think people would kind of go, we can nerd out a lot. Um, I think we want to make sure, obviously, that we deliver universal truths today. But um, I love the vision you have. I think the things that you're doing with your office, your technology, the way you're thinking about business as a 360 whole, um, it's just always to get together. I learn a lot. So it's always like, it's one of my favorite things to do. Like each quarter we get together. It's great. Well, I appreciate the opportunity again. And of course, for everybody listening, um, this is going to be tech filled. So for anybody wanting to know how to best engage with your Facebook audience and take advantage of all the social media strategies that are out there, we're going to go through about a 30 minute PowerPoint. So for those listening, you can still listen. We'll be descriptive with the screen share that Scott's going to pull up for us today. But if you do want to look this up, you can go out to our website, EliteRealEstateSystems.com and watch the recording. Um, You can also find it on our YouTube channel. Just search Elite Real Estate System. So Scott, why don't we just take it away? Uh, If you want to give the listeners kind of an idea of a few of the bullet points that we're going to talk about today, kind of like radio advertising, say what you're going to say, then we'll say it, then we'll recap what we just said. Yeah, the the goal is really, we've just published a professional guide to success from a real estate perspective. So Facebook, as we laid out our goals as a team this year, we really wanted to have a first person, first party voice back to you in the industry so that you could hear from us. And what we wanted to do, though, is not get so into tech talk that we lose the common themes that you need to know about your business and how to succeed on our platforms. So we made it into um, a real estate friendly, real estate chat, for lack of a better word, document. And a lot of what Jeff and I are going to cover are you know high level, brilliant basics that really are core to success on our platform. So we're excited yeah. to get out here and talk a little bit more about it and make sure that we speak in the language of, of agents and brokers, frankly. Yep, absolutely. And I know before we jumped on, we were talking about, you know, how can we create the most influence and impact? And as broker owners and team leaders, a lot of our listeners are in that leadership role. Sometimes we ourselves have not put a lot of time and energy and attention into how to best engage uh, using Facebook or Instagram or any of the other social media outlets that are out there. But we know our agents are doing it. But the truth is a lot of your agents aren't, or at least they're not doing it the right way. So take this opportunity. If you were thinking this isn't for you, it might not be for you specifically, but it is for your agents and you need to make sure that they're taking advantage of what's out there. Obviously the industry is ever changing. The way we engage people is ever changing and we want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of the best strategies. So this might be a great episode to share uh, with your agents and or possibly in the future, bring us on to do a workshop with your brokerage. Absolutely. So I'm going to hit the share button and hope for no tech calamities. We're (laughs) going to see how well I do this. I'm going to hit this 
There you go. Looks good there on my go. end. Boom. And then we get this wonderful picture. Um, so I think, you know, as we get started, and Jeff and I talk a lot about this as friends, you know, look, what does it mean when you take a listing or you're trying to advertise your services on Facebook? A lot of agents go in, they say, I'm going to put your listing, I'm going to talk about it on Facebook, but yet there's no context. What I want to do here is start with some consumer numbers and some reasons that you should know about Facebook and what you really should also share with your prospective clients. What does it mean to put the listing and your services on Facebook? How are we going to sell this house? So first, before we even get to having clients, we need to know something, which is that buyers make decisions quickly. Over 50% of buyers talk to only one agent. So why does it matter to you to be on our platforms and advertising? Simply put, we have to get ahead of where the consumer mindset is. So we have to almost implant the idea of your services and what you bring to the table before they might even know if they want to go buy a house. So think about it from a funnel perspective. This is the very tippity top of the funnel, right? It's actually awareness, driving some intent, and then driving consideration all the way down to the purchase. So just know consumers, when they make their minds up, they do it quickly, but we need to be in front of them and ahead of their, uh, you know, frankly, their thought process. So that's the, you know, the, the slide, the, the number I would take, which is about 50% of consumers do that. The other thing that I think is really important, and this focuses on mobile, and you guys will hear me talk about this a lot with Jeff over the next 30 minutes is, look, mobile is ubiquitous. Yes, it's a millennial tool, but we have stats that say 35% of baby boomers and 24% of silent gen they use mobile to actually look for homes, either to buy or rentals. So again, this thought that it's only for young people, it's only for the first time buyer, that's not true. My yeah. parents, they're in the mid seventies, they yeah. use mobile, they're power users. So yep. um, Scott, let me jump in on that one too, really yeah, quick. Uh, go we've for generated it. probably more leads than any team or brokerage I know of in the country. Uh, year to date, I'm at over 1 million visitors to our website through Google ads and paid ads, uh, through Facebook and Google. And then we're at over 101,500 registered leads. And we can look over the last 10 years of data, what percentage of those leads come back to our site with mobile or are coming back on a computer or a tablet. And it is astounding the difference of the percentage from even six years ago to today, we're at over 80% mobile. And one of the reasons we think this is the case is because once someone has come to your website and you set them up on an automatic email, most people are now checking those emails from their mobile device. So if that mobile device is now pushing them to listing listings that met their criteria from when they were originally at the, on your site, they're now pulling those up and it's easy to scan through because the sites have been optimized for mobile. So it's not a surprise. Uh, when people are out on Facebook, you know, they might not even be intending to see a house or see a pop-up or see an ad, but it is naturally happening. And that's where they're going to be in the future. You just gave me the perfect setup, which is the time spent, right? So like not, so not only is it that, you know, we're hitting them in these different surfaces, these different platforms within mobile, it's just that they're spending time on device. So more than three hours is spent in total on mobile by consumers. And that would be the work you do the other things that you do with the mobile device beyond being entertained. But one in three media minutes is spent on mobile. So like if you pull back, what that means is basically you're, you know, using your mobile phone for Netflix, Prime, Facebook, Instagram, long form, short form. So the, the phone has become the ubiquitous device that people spend their time on. That's why it matters. And so I think instead of thinking about Facebook or Instagram in this talk, think and draw yourself back and think about how do you get good on mobile? 
how do you become a mobile marketing master? How do you get there? I think if you think about that versus social metrics, which Jeff, I know you don't think about, you, know, you think about business outcomes and mobile, that's the business outcome. That's where the consumer yeah. is. That's where they spend their time. It's funny. Um, I, I hired a, a digital marketing company this year, Daycloud Studios out of Omaha, to help us with our national brand, uh, which is just Jeff M. Cohn uh, and Elite Real Estate Systems and our local brand, which is KW Elite, which is my brokerage in Omaha, Nebraska. They came in yesterday and did our half year review and took me through every social media post, every story post, everything that they had done to engage with our audience. And it's astounding to see how much engagement we had. And it's interesting, if you're looking at the slide right now, 33% of somebody's time spent three hours a day is the average 33% yep. of that time one hour a day in those media minutes and it's not a surprise and I think it's because of the simplicity of pulling the, the device out and now everything being optimized for mobile one suggestion yeah. I have to anyone listening if you want to get better at mobile stop using your other devices I have just mm -hmm. built out a, the tech you know tech powered hybrid office of the future and I do not have a computer in my office. And people say, well, how do you do email? How do you do Facebook Live? How do you do all these other things? I say, from my cell phone. I yeah. do everything when I travel, I can do everything from my cell phone and so can you. It's just a matter of getting comfortable with that. I also think really quick, not to nerd out too much, but I think this is why devices are getting bigger again, right? We went through a mm -hmm. phase of big device to small device and now we're back to big device. You know, I'm looking at the, the Samsung Galaxy Note Ultra, you know, it's seven inch screen. And it's to that point, Jeff, which is like one, your headphones are now Bluetooth. You need this, you can hook it up to a, you know, I mean, hold up my keyboard, yeah. right? Like this thing yeah. is remote, like, tell me how that's any different. So I think that's a, a great way of thinking about the business side. And I think it also translates into, again, consumers are using the devices because they are wider spectrum now and they just simply do more. Yep. Um, one other stat I'm going to say on this slide, um, for people who are listening in, there's a slide we have up and it talks about people using their phone to find local businesses. One of the questions I get most often when I travel to country, go to conventions, meet with folks is, you know, why do I need a Facebook business page? And there's a stat here. We did a study over the last year, which is three and four Facebook users in the United States visit the Facebook business page of a local business at least once a week. So it is becoming more and more your digital storefront. Again, we as a platform provide easy to use tools. It's where you can have more content beyond the listing. You know, what are the services? What are the things that you're seeing in your community? How do you use that page to paint a wider, a bigger portrait than just, you know, pulling that listing image off the MLS and marketing that? So again, consumers are using our platform to search for local businesses that's a key finding and it's being done on the mobile device. So just food for thought about if you think about where that page fits in, it's because the consumer is looking for it. Love it. Um, I'm going to kind of zip through some of this. Look, there's some stats on the screen for the people uh, listening in versus on the live stream. You know, 168 million Americans use Facebook every day. It's basically the way to think about it is 70% of the population, over 70% is on the platform each and every day. And while that number is huge across the country, if you think about yourself just in your local marketplace, if you're in Omaha, I'm in Austin, just think about it, like look, 70% of the population you wanna reach is on the platform and they're most likely doing it in mobile devices. So again, think about mobile first, think about finding the consumer where they spend their time. The other thing is of the time spent on social, which is about 75 minutes a day, we as Facebook and Instagram take two thirds of that. We have about or more than that, actually 60 minutes a day is spent on across those, yep. our platform. Scott, so, let me jump into one, other, yeah. one other thought process I had is 
you think about demographics, and I don't know if we have a slide for that today, but the type of demographic, you know, as a business that you want to get in front of, it's probably not 14 year olds, and it might not be 94 year olds. Um, There's a certain demographic that I think probably perfectly aligns with your Facebook demographic when it comes to who we want to serve and who on average we do serve. And going back to my um, biannual meeting that I had with my digital marketing company, I found that 60% of the people that came to all of our social media pages were females between the ages of 25 to 44. Which for me, be it that I'm, you know, I'm in my 30s still, um, and we're very tech powered, tech engaged. Though that is our demographic, and over the next 20 to 30 years, as as a business, we should ask ourselves, who's the demographic we want to win today that we want to have stay in business with us for the next 30 years? And Facebook aligns perfectly with our goals when it comes to that. Yeah, and then I think there's the point of like you get discovery, then you capture them in your CRM, you continue to retarget them through the process of where they are today, but also the touch points that you continually hit them with over the next couple of years to make the customer for life. You know, auto and, and real estate are very similar in the sense that, you know, the infrequency of purchase means how do you stay connected and how do you provide value to the consumer? And the tools that we provide, such as, you know, integrating with your CRM are super important. Um, the best agents do that. The best agents use that technology um, to augment their marketing and really supercharge who they're reaching. Yep. One of the things I've seen um, on that topic, because the average person still is buying and or selling every 11 years, like you mentioned with the auto industry, it's similar. We've decided one of the best ways to take advantage of that social engagement when we know we're not selling them a house is selling them an experience. And so everyone in a community wants to know what's the new entertainment option. Like we just got our first Top Golf in Omaha. I think Austin has seven of them. So we're really excited about Top Golf. So we're going to send out a videographer and do a whole story lifestyle write up about Top Golf. And of course, it'll be hosted by KWE. Um, people are interested in unique properties, you know, a new condo downtown overlooking the river. Uh, people are interested in new restaurants. And so I've had a lot of interviews on our podcast from people talking about how they've utilized Facebook and Instagram and done live streams and or these lifestyle videos showcasing different things in the community. Anyone and everyone is interested in that. So I think every business that wants to survive with clients that are only buying or selling product every 10 years, if you can provide them experience like that, they'll keep coming back and they'll refer people to you. I could not agree with you more. I think you just nailed what we, how we think about things. So you have the listing side, you know, everybody puts the listing up, you know, how do we get you from doing the, 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 the standard static image into video, into doing other platforms within our platform, right? Stories, other experiences. But I think the value that you provide as an agent in the marketplace is the local expertise and how you use new tools to convey that, especially in a day and age where before we started recording, you know, we don't know where the market's going to go as far as interpersonal connections, the person to person meetings. A lot of this could remain for a couple of years for who knows, the disruption could be longer with the consumer reaching out to the agent. So the fact that you can put more in front of them to show your communal expertise, super important. And it's great content because that's what people crave. Mm-hmm. You know, they want good content. They stay longer with good content. So I think I love that, Jeff. I mean, it's one of the things I always talk about and you just nailed it. It's perfect. It's like provide value with content and people will want to engage with it. Yep, absolutely. Cool. So I'm going to give you guys some best practices. Um, th- there are a lot of words on the on the slide I'm showing. And for those who are on the podcast, this is what I'll say because it's, uh, it's a wordy slide. Basically, 
if you think about Facebook advertising, you have to set the right objective for your ad. So if you're trying to get leads, you need to set it to go get leads, right? If you want to drive website traffic, you need to get it so that it's optimized to do website traffic, video views, etc. This tends to be the sticky point that agents often get wrong, either by thinking that boosting a post, and we'll get into this a little bit, that boosting a post does all of these things, and or in self-service, do you really know how to use our tools to put the right objective? If you tell the system to go do what you don't want it to do, guess what you're gonna get? Things that you don't want for your business. So understanding what you want out of your marketing on our platform and how you set that up is super important. And we're gonna talk a little bit, um, Jeff and I, about partners and technology and why that's a probably a much better road for you to handle for the majority of this audience. So just think about it. If I tell it I want X, don't tell it you want why, because you're going to get why. Yep. Um, we're going to blast through these. There's some like, fun things that we've done. So in traveling the country, uh, we've kind of like, you know, again, we interact with agents and brokers, leaders all the time. You know, when we go to a conference, we don't just run out the door. We actually spend some time really talking to folks to use it as research, field research. There are three myths on a slide um, I have up, and I'm going to walk each of you guys through it and why it's a myth and what the reality is. And this relates back to real estate professionals, what we've heard, and their use of Facebook. I want to make sure you guys walk away having the reality versus the myth so you can actually make most and more of your marketing dollars on our platforms. The first myth we consistently hear is there's no way to tell if my Facebook ads are even working. Jeff is a master at this. He has data and reports that would you know just go reams and reams and reams and gigabytes of things. You know, he's a great example of, of a leader who looks and understands what his ads are doing. He's looking at the data. If you're not at Jeff's level, that's okay because, again, you can find simple metrics to understand what the advertising dollars are doing for you. Most of the partners we work with, they interface with our tools to provide that value. How many impressions, i.e. eyeballs, how many leads? You know, there are ways to look, if you're doing the right advertising, at what the outcomes are. So that myth that you don't know if it's working, actually, if you set it up right, you'll know if it's working because yep. you'll get that metric back. Let me jump in for a minute too, Scott. Absolutely, I, I've heard please. so many uh, team leaders and broker owners, as far as semantics are concerned, when you say working, a lot of business owners <laughs> think working means it leads to a purchase or a sale, meaning it's affecting your bottom line because of the transaction. And what I've learned and started doing in 2011 was building community. Uh, we've added over 450,000 families to our database over the last 10 years. And people say, hey, Jeff, why are you successful? Why did you have the fastest growing real estate team in history, 70 to 700 deals in six years? And the answer is not simple. And so the reason I bring this up is the myth is interesting. People say, oh, is the ad working? Well, sometimes the goal isn't to just convert a sale. Sometimes it's right. to win a heart and a mind. It's to get people to know you like you trust you. You don't know when they'll refer someone to you or when they'll choose to join your brokerage or when they choose to take a job as an admin with your organization or if they choose to buy a house 10 years from now. You can't always know that. And that is why it's so important to your point of seeing what's my engagement. How many people are opening the story? How many people are looking at the ad or watching the video or asking a question and those are the wins and you have to understand to your very point what's your goal going into it and how will you determine if you're successful or not successful yeah and i think that those are all great points because i mean they're parts of communication and the platforms are built for communication they're built for business obviously business outcomes to your point you know it could be a lead today 
the capture of a person's information to set up a conversation for tomorrow that leads to, you know, it's like rings in a tree, right? You convert me, then I can, you know, I refer somebody else. So that one ad kind of becomes like a flywheel effect for your business um, amongst other things. So those are great points. You do it masterfully. Um, you know, you're forward thinking on tech for, for the average person. Just think about it that way. There's sure. more to just working. Well, um, let, me, let me make one more comment. Yeah. I, I scare people because I'll talk about the 450. I never in a million years would have thought, I mean, we're in Omaha. I think if you look it up on Wikipedia, there's only 180,000 households and around 350,000 registered uh, people that live in the Omaha city limits. And it's Omaha Metro is like a million. Um, mm -hmm. I started in 2011, a good friend of mine that owns viral marketing said, Hey, Jeff, you don't need to rely on Google ads. Don't take offense, Facebook, but you don't need to rely on Google ads. If you build your own Google or build your own Facebook. And what he meant by that, the sentiment was stop paying if you don't have to and just build the database and if you have all those people you don't have to just be relying on google or zillow or whatever the third party is that you're working with and what we have found to be the solution is just do it all and so now we have our own database that we can communicate to but the best place we've found to communicate to them is where facebook and yeah. so now we have all their information and we can do facebook retargeting ads and provide them the value that they're looking for when they're on our site right from facebook yeah, and it goes back to the, the first part of the conversation. It's just eyeballs, right? I mean, it's it's intentional eyeballs. You've done the farming. You've got, you know, the data is the power. It's the, it's the consumer touch point and the continued conversation with them. Um, it's great stuff. I think this also is interesting just really quick from the majority of people. Um, there's a myth that status updates, organic posts are as effective as paid ads. Um, that's not what we see in the research. We actually see that that's not the case typically. And again, Jeff over index, so like, you know, when we're talking about the macro away from the, the great things he does, you know, typically we see that about less than 3% of a page's followers see organic content. There's a simple reason why. If I'm not in the mindset of seeing the content, if I'm not engaging with the content, maybe I'm not in market for the content, or frankly, back to your point, Jeff, about like, how do you make great content? If the content isn't valuable or relatable to the consumer, they're not gonna see it. They're simply not gonna engage with it. You have to break through. Most people in the industry need to break through. Most people have to kind of prompt the consumer. I mean, it's why we use marketing in general. You know, it's why we have a potentially direct mail, email, other forms, right, to break through the noise and get a, get ahead of the consumer. So that's just a very important point to know. You can do a lot of great things organically, but the augmentation of paid marketing is the sweet spot with our platforms. And the last one, if you guys are, uh, again, for those who are just listening, there's the myth is boosting a post is the same thing as an ad. So here's the deal. And I, I get this all the time. And I'm going to give you a great example. If somebody walks up to me and says, I've got $10 to advertise my listing. I've got $10 to boost it. I've got $10 to go into ads manager. I've got $10 to work with my partner or my broker solution that's been accredited. And we're going to talk about that in a minute by Facebook. Use the partner solution. And part of it is because those are people who understand technology and who understand real estate and have set up the basically the ads tools to be more specific to this industry, okay? So boosting a post is nice, you get some engagement, but you can't do the deep optimizations that we recommend, but we also understand that we need to bridge the gap that most people don't have time or expertise or frankly the want to know how to yeah. become like a, you know, a savant at this. So yeah. that's an important distinction. 
I 100% agree with that. And uh, Scott, I think you, what you're referring to when you say partners, for example, I'm on the Boomtown platform. We also use Command at KW. And there's a myriad of other businesses out there that have strategic partnerships with Facebook that have learned to optimize through split testing. So these guys have taken millions and millions of dollars of, of revenue from teams and businesses across the country and have determined what exactly are the best ads to have. Yeah, exactly. So we're, we have a slide up right now. So BHHS is automated advertising program. Compass is Marketing Center, Exit is Exit Ad Center, Keller Williams Command, Realogy, Social Ad Engine, Realtor.com, Market Reach, and Remax Megaphone. Yeah. And these, I think that there's another point about why we have these names on the slide. They work very closely in collaboration with our team at Facebook. So, you know, we have a team. I'm a part of that team. Even though I do industry relations, I also work with certain clients and we work together collaboratively to help build the right tools to ship back to the agent and or the broker. And what I'll say is one thing we've heard a lot is, well, it's an easy button. That's not robust enough. And I've given this example, but I'm going to do it again because I want everybody to hear this. You don't open your iPhone straight out of the box or your Galaxy or your Pixel, your brand new smartphone and go and power it up and go, well, geez, that's just too easy. What you've done is you have this, right? You have this robust, crazy piece of technology that if we all broke it apart, millions of components, the, the average smartphone folks has more technology in a smartphone than sent man to the moon at the end of the 60s, okay? But when you open it up, you click it, and everything magically works, and it's easy with an easy interface, you use it more. You don't think about the back end. A lot of what we hear is it's too easy. It's actually the opposite. These companies have worked tirelessly to build technology, put in back end systems, put in the right stuff so you don't have yeah. to worry about it. Yeah. And basically... But- don't you don't have to do 18 hours to do yep. ads right let, let me share an awesome example of this so everyone's heard of pixel retargeting uh, boomtown has just recently released a program and i don't know what command has in it or any of these other companies we mentioned but you can speak to those scott but i know what boomtown is offering because i was just on like a 10-hour strategy call <laughs> with one of their retargeting experts and i just want to share an example for anyone that doesn't know a lot about what what this conversation is about so Right now, I have 2,000 people that register every month on our website. I get 24,000, sorry, 22,000 visitors to our site every month and 10% give us their contact info. So 2,000 people register. Well, the other 22,000 didn't register. Well, all of those people that that came to the site, I can see what they looked at and what brought them to the site. And I can run targeted ads to them now because we're tracking with pixels to their IP address. And I can go to Facebook and run a targeted ad of the exact house they clicked on or exact houses like the one they clicked on that are in Omaha, Nebraska. So you're looking at 300,000 our condos overlooking the river. Awesome. I'm now going to run targeted repixeled ads to you specifically based on your search. And we'll even take it further. If you registered on the website at 6 PM, we're going to run targeted ads at 6 PM because we're going to guess that's the time that you're probably going to be coming back. So there is so much sophistication behind it. It's so easy. You push a button and tell someone how much money right. you want to spend, but obviously somebody behind the scenes is, is dealing with the millions of different data points to determine where's the best place, what's the best time, et cetera. I mean, just the word you just use, pixel. I mean, imagine somebody trying to figure out code. There are directions, we have it in our dev docs, we have it on Facebook, like you can go get this information, you can do it and some people really know how to do it and do it well, but you know, that is a unicorn in our, mm-hmm. you know, that's somebody who's, you know, they have a passion to do something in addition and it's, it's, it's high tech and it's tough. To Jeff's point, using a partner um, and you know, Boomtown, HomeSnap, among others, beyond these 
listed on the page. You know, they do very complex um, advertising solutions. I think a couple of things you should be asking yourself if you are interested in a partner, are they doing retargeting? Are they talking about the things that Jeff's talking about with pixels? Are they using a product called real estate ads? Jeff kind of um, alluded to it, which is if I'm looking that condo on the river, you bet on their website. Well, we don't want to show you a house out in the suburbs. We want to show you more like-minded product condos on the river that are in Jeff's catalog. So that's a way of dynamically looking at how you're acting on his website. Are you looking at five bedrooms, three baths at a certain price point for a house or a condo on the river? And that automation takes control. Those are things that you should be asking yourself when you're talking about a party. One of the things that we hear, and Jeff, I think you know you, <laughs> you like me have been to a lot of industry conferences is you walk the tech hall or you walk the, the display, this, you know, the, the tech alley and it's everybody's got our logo up. If they are asking you or saying they have a Facebook solution, ask these tough questions. Do they do retargeting? Yep. Do they do lead ads? Do they do video? Do they do stories? That's the, that's kind of the bell curve of who does it hmm. right and who just says they do it. And Scott, yep. Let me jump in for ahead. one, yeah, one go sentiment. For I got, I got yeah. chills just now thinking about this. So a couple years ago, um, I discovered, and everyone now knows this, but our phones are listening, right? Our Alexa is listening. Um, our Google device is listening. And I was wakeboarding with some friends. And I, I never had wakeboarded before this. I was up in Modesto, California. And I was saying the word wakeboard. I probably said the word wakeboard 10 times. I jumped into my car and we left the event. We had been on the boat maybe four hours. And I look at my phone and lo and behold, there's ads running about wakeboards. And I'm sitting there going, holy cow. And that's when I learned they're listening. Well, guess what? I want them to listen. I want to see ads that matter to me. I don't want to see ads that matter to my mom and dad or that matter to my kids or that matter to someone that lives in another state. And so to me, the question to ask when you walk down that corridor is, is your content hyper-local? Is your content yeah. specific and customized for each user experience based on price point, demographic, location, et cetera? And if the answer is no, I'm not interested and I'm turning around and walking away. And that's the future user. What do they demand? A unique experience built for them specifically. Good luck marketers. That's what they want. It's, if you guys remember the uh, movie Minority Report, it's when Tom Cruise gets off the subway. And it's personally speaking to him. If you want to go back and look at that, that's, the, that's marketing. And what we yep. want is we want to make marketing, one, we want to make it more efficient for you. Your dollars should be better spent through technology. And two, the consumer should win by getting content that they care about. Um, to your point, Jeff, I mean, it doesn't make sense for me to get content that isn't relevant to me. It's it's a wasted impression. It's a wasted dollar. And frankly, it wastes the consumer's time. So a lot of these advanced solutions yep. within these tool sets, make sure you ask those questions. Make sure, listen to leaders like Jeff. Listen to his podcast. Listen to the way he thinks. Listen to the way he talks. You can pick up on that and use that as the question of when you're being solicited, well, my tool does Facebook and yep. Instagram better than these tools. Ask those questions. Yep. A couple Let of things me, really quick. Scott, go I'm ahead, gonna, go I know we don't have a lot of time and we go far and I'm going to jump down another little silly rabbit hole for fun with the listeners just to paint yep. another picture when it comes to customization. Why when I step into my Uber, doesn't it play my favorite song? All I got to do is win, 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 no matter what. Like why when I step into a restaurant, does the server ask me what I want to drink? 
all of our devices track us. It should know what I want to drink. It should know what music I want. It might even learn eventually when I walk to my favorite restaurant, what I want to order for dinner. No one even really needs to talk anymore. It should just be my, in my profiles. And so it's so interesting as we watch how the world is going to progress, everything will talk. Everything will become, you know, have an IP address inside of it. Literally. I mean, now there's bars where when your drink is empty, they bring you a refill. I think I've been to a bar in Vegas that can sense when your drink is empty. And now we have refrigerators when there's eggs missing, it orders eggs from Amazon yeah. pantry and the whole oh, world yeah. is going to become interactive. So if you're not getting on it now, cause you're like, Oh, we don't need that. You're going to be lost in the dust. Like blockbuster was lost in the dust. You got to be we, thinking we, about these things. You made me laugh. You, I love this. You, the thing that popped in my head and I love doing, so I love talking to you. Did you see just really anecdotally fast for the audience that the last block last blockbuster was turned into an Airbnb? No the last way. blockbuster store. Look it up. Um, and so the 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 very last uh, blockbuster, you can now go rent it and nerd out and That's go funny. back to the, the late 80s and early 90s and, and have a night there. So um, I'm going to blast through these really quick. There are a couple of products that we from our team really consider what we call hero products. That the products that we think you should be using for your advertising and marketing across our platforms. One is the Facebook lead ads. Lead ads, in a nutshell, they're great for the consumer. The consumer sees the ad, they open it. It's pre-filled with Facebook information. You ask a couple of questions to further understand their needs and their desires and their goals. It's sent directly through a lead channel. You get the leads, you can call them instantly. And they're core to what we do across Facebook and Instagram. So if you see learn more and you swipe up in a stories, it's a lead ad. So it's a hero product because it ties everything together. Um, and what we see is agents who really use this in conjunction with other ads and other formats really get a robust return on investment, a lot of good quality data, a lot of ways of really connecting with the consumer. So again, that's a question. If it, if it doesn't have it in the, in the, pl in the uh, platform you're using, ask why not, because that's usually kind of bit, you know, a hero product we would recommend. Jeff talked about real estate ads. I'll move on. This is the dynamic uh, relevancy of taking your catalog, especially if you're a broker or a large team and you have a high volume of listings, it allows for the consumer to get that more customized, tailored, retargeting approach. We've seen this work fantastically because basically, again, instead of giving the customer the wrong retargeting ad, you're actually giving them a relevant piece of content to what they've done on your website. Um, I'm going to blast through video. The big thing to know about video, and there's a lot of stats on this slide for folks who are on the podcast, instead of going through that, I want to just give you one big sentiment. And Jeff, you might have a different take, but what we've seen from the Facebook and Instagram perspective is when it comes to advertising video, okay, different than live, so short form, 15 seconds or less, make sure you're shooting vertical, not horizontal, make sure you think about it from the end user. Again, the consumer is in a mobile device, they're most likely consuming this in mobile, they're scrolling quickly, make sure that you can keep it under 15 seconds. You can always drive them to your website for long form video, your Facebook page for long form video, but in feed, in stories, 15 seconds, tease it, think about a movie, think about a quick advertisement, stick it, move on, yep. get them into a different environment for long form. Yep, I think you think about your own experience when you're on social and it's, you know, you go to Instagram or you're going through stories and it's just next, 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 next. Why do you go down the rabbit hole? You have to answer that question. Why should it be interesting to the average person to go down the rabbit hole? Give them something exciting to learn more about or to see the outcome of the teaser if they choose to go down the rabbit hole. Second thing, if you're doing video, you gotta be on stories. Here's the thing to think about with stories. 
open up your Facebook app, open up your Instagram app, open up your messenger app. At the very top of all of those interfaces, stories is the hero. It's the lead. It's the thing that's above the masthead. If we think about the old way, we think about newspapers. 62% of people who use stories across our apps have become more interested in a brand or a product. You are your own brand. You are your own CTO, CEO, CMO. Think about that. They are more apt to become interested in your product or brand by being in stories. The other thing that's a crazy stat, one billion stories are shared across the world and across our apps every day. So just, again, the size and the virality of this. And then for those who are on the um, Zoom, but not on the the podcast, there are three uh, creative examples that we're showing here. This is where stories ties back to lead ads. So if you look at the screen, it's a beautiful picture of a kitchen, a bedroom, or a master bath, has a little bit of information on the listing. That learn more swipe up button, guaranteed when you do that, that's going to a lead ad. So then my information is pre-filled. I've seen it. I want to get more information. I want to be contacted. Click, go, and then I'm back on my way in Facebook or Instagram or Messenger doing what I was doing before. So super important to how these tie together. People are on stories setting it up for a lead ad, making sure it's across all of our platforms because Jeff might be a power user of Instagram. I might be a Facebook power user. Let our machine learning, our algorithms, our partners find the consumer wherever they are. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, just, you know, again, people really do feel that good creative and stories leads to the uh, sales lift. So again, think about this. Like, what do you like seeing when you're in these environments? It should be something that you think about. Think about your consumer. Think about when you put this up, is this good content? Is it relevant? Back to what Jeff talked about earlier. Make it look good. And there are a lot of partners who can do that. Scott, um, one, one, one yeah, thing I want to mention really quick, because I just came out of that biannual with my digital marketing company, is you guys don't have to figure it all out. Just do a lot, do everything. And then analytically, anecdotally, you're going to be able to go through and see what is what is your followers, what is your audience like, and what are they not like based on what they're clicking on, what they're engaging with, what they're seeing, and what they're not engaging with. Also, um, st- everyone assumes when we talk stories, if you've never done this before, those are just pictures. I think it's more engaging to have video and have a mixture of both. Absolutely. Video can have audio on it. So, when you're going through Instagram, your volume's turned on and somebody has a video with music, that's way more engaging, way more fun. I watch my kids, they're 15, 13, 11. They're on TikTok all the time. They're just listening to songs. They're listening to videos. That's the engagement. So be sure to give people both options and you'll have different people who consume different content. Yeah, I think a big project, you bring this up, this is a really brilliant point that popped in my head. You know, we would love, and given that we're in a mobile environment, we want people to actually use video content. We also want them shooting vertically. Like, again, think about where your consumer is. And so to Jeff's point, you know, give it a little bit of an extra boost. Sight, sound, motion. They add engagement. They make people want to engage with that content more and ultimately drive them down the funnel. The last thing we're going to touch on today is live. Um, Jeff and I did a webinar and a podcast a couple of months ago during the start of COVID when we talked about live. I think the thing to think here about live, whether you're looking at the slide I have about tips and ideas or you're listening to us on the podcast, coming out of this, I think live and long form video for the consumer to engage with the content, which is the listing, is going to be the remnant of what we've been facing today. I think the consumer mindset is going to change. It's more on demand. It's more lean back. It's literally like you are producing an episode of House Hunters for them. And I think it's really important to think that the mobile phone you have, your smartphone, with a gimbal and a steady stick can really actually drive an open house where the consumer no longer has to go 
and get in the car yep. and engage with the with the actual property. Get really comfortable with this technology. It's going to be, I think, one of the biggest legacies for real estate coming out of this pandemic. And the sooner you get comfortable with it, the sooner you do it, the better. And the other thing I'll say about this that's really important, the majority of Facebook advertising and Instagram advertising we see across the spectrum deals with the listing. And it's really hard sometimes for the agent and their expertise to break through. Live is the great way for you to show what you bring to the table. Yeah, it's the listing, it's the house, but it's also how you show up with your expertise, your personality to what Jeff talked about. Talk about the local community, talk about the school, talk about the church, the mosque, the synagogue, the restaurant, the coffee shop. That gives you much more dimension for the consumer to understand who you are and what they're, you're going to do for them and their journey. So, yeah, we, we yeah. could go on forever about this, but here, <laughs> Scott, I want to throw this out there. One strategy for anyone that's not doing this or has only done it a little bit, everything you do, people actually do care about. They want to know more about it. And the people that don't, then don't worry about them. Every, every meeting you go to, show up five minutes early and say, hey, I'm just getting ready to go into this meeting to do X, Y, Z. And when you come out of the meeting, another little follow-up story. Hey, I just left the meeting and this is what we figured out. When you go on a showing, if you're ever in a house for a listing pres or a buyer pres, you should do a live video or buyer uh, walkthrough. You should always do a live video on every showing. Of course, we talked about live open houses. I think we mm -hmm. streamed live to Facebook to talk yes, about how did. to do live. We and did. I was in Kauai and you were still in Oakland. San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Oakland. So yeah. here we are now. I think Scott's in Austin. Yes. Can enjoy the humidity. And I'm yes. in Omaha. I'm back there we home. Go. So we've, so, we've, we've changed. So well, I, know we're, I know we're kind we're of wrapping. I want to quickly yeah. invite anyone listening. Uh, we are hosting an in-person event. Even though it's 2020 amongst all the crazy, we are going to host an event. Uh, the Doug Douglas County and the city of Omaha is approving us to do this just based on their current regulations. It's going to be the end of September. There's another event in October if you want to give it another month. But if you feel safe traveling, we are going to do social distancing. We are going to require a mask. Uh, we're going to be safe. We're going to detox as much as we can. Um, or, um, but we would like to, you to ch check it out. So it's going to be an all-day workshop on how to invest real estate in real estate. And then it's going to be a second day, all-day workshop on how to build a brokerage or a team. We've hosted hundreds of these and had thousands of people come through. When Facebook allows Scott to come to Omaha, so I've also yep. extended an invitation for Facebook to come out and have a workshop at our workshop. But if anyone would like more information about this, we want to try to get at least 50 people to register. Uh, we're at about 10 guests as it is now. We have our whole new facility, our 10,000 square foot hybrid tech powered campus opened this week and we will be hosting the event there. So it is a great opportunity to come to Omaha. It's beautiful outside. The trees will be changing <laughs> colors. It's like 65 degrees. You couldn't ask for better weather to sign up. Go to EliteRealEstateSystems.com and click on events. We hope to see you at the end of September. Scott, wrap it up. So I think the, the net message here is get great at being mobile. It's, it's core, it's a core communication skill, it's a core marketing skill. The consumer's on mobile, meet the consumer where they are, make sure, invest and investigate third-party tools or your brokerage tool, the ones we've listed. Frankly, they've been built in collaboration and tight collaboration with our team, thinking about what you need from a real estate perspective to drive business outcomes. And lastly, get really, really comfortable with live. Um, I, I really firmly say that more that, we're gonna come out of this in a situation where the consumer mindset has already been changed. Get comfortable with it, get to be good at it, get to be great at it. Let your personality, your expertise shine through, do more than just a photo off the MLS for your listing. You know, complete kind of the full marketing scale. So it can literally be things. this easy. 
Hey guys, I'm on live right now. I'm interviewing Facebook on tech strategies. Uh, it's going to be an awesome episode. Stay tuned. Team building podcast. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Uh, this episode is going to be dropping here in the next seven days. I mean, that's all Thanks. it needs to be. That's simple. Exactly. Exactly. Keep it simple, right? Keep it simple. Scott, all you were right, awesome. You're right. always great. I appreciate your uh, just openness and authenticity and sincerity. You truly love what you do and you are an expert at your craft. And we hope to be able to bring you on again in the next couple of months. Thank you so much for your time always. today. Great presentation. This was awesome. So if you will, you guys go out, give Scott a shout out. Um, make sure he knows he's loved and great. you're grateful <laughs> for the content he shared with us today. Go to iTunes, give him a five-star review on this episode. And a shout out to Facebook and Scott Shapiro, Industry Relations for dropping some serious knowledge and melting faces on the team building podcast. <laughs> Scott, thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you, my friend. Right, 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 right.